Hello and welcome to All the Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. I'm Owen. And together we are three friends who talk Essex cricket and that's all we do. Um, Really good to uh, be back podding regularly. Um, This feels really nice back into a bit of a routine. How are you guys both doing? Yeah, I'm good. It's nice to, to see you regularly do this chat about all things cricket and it feels like the summer started i know this is the first time that we've podded where the sun is still up and it's it's gone seven o'clock and i I don't need to put the lounge light on which is nice how you doing Owen? yeah it's good it's like nice um yeah playing cricket the weekend nice being in the sunshine get a bit of a you know not having to wear a jumper it's good as she says yeah it feels like summer's on its way it's lovely working on your t-shirt tan Oh, yeah. Down the cycling. <laughs> get a really good t-shirt tango. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, and uh, and obviously we've, uh, you know, that, that routine that we've got, a couple of matches, podcast, a couple of matches, podcast, it's working nicely. So we've got a couple of matches to review. Um, and I think uh, there'll be a lot to say. Um, Cheese, I'm going to I'm going to pick up on something that you said last podcast. I believe you said, yeah, I'll take a draw. I'm pretty sure you said that. That phrase is in there somewhere. Um, I think, yeah, you, you, you get what you ask for. I think it was very important because we see ourselves as title winners. It was very important not to lose those games. If we had a chance to build any momentum for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to spoil the second game before we come on to it. We did just that, right? We got two draws. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it more in much more detail, but that yeah. at least keeps us in the conversation, not high up the conversation in terms of favourites or who's had a strong start or everything else, but we're not ruled out yet. I think we're starting to see the table kind of split apart. People who started well against people who haven't started well, people who are doing just enough, which is us. And now as you go into like the next set of games and before we have a break for the bash and everything else and the I say the bash, the blast, get in Aussie. Um, <laughs> that's when we'll sort of take stock and then when the pictures pick up again, hopefully be in a better position. I, I like your sense of optimism and pragmatism around that. However, I'm not particularly pleased that we drew. But there you go. So Northamptonshire then, let's have a look. Um, what, what are our thoughts about that particular performance? Should, should that have been a draw? Or was, was that something that we could have avoided? What, what, what's your take on that, on that game? That goes to both of you. Whichever one wants to chip in first. Only looking like you want to say something. Uh, no, I just... I think before the game started, that's certainly one we should have um, looking to win. You know, we are some a team that you know, before the season started, you put down as title contenders. And if you want to win the title, you've certainly got to be beating and taking four points off teams like Northamptonshire. Uh, not knocking Northamptonshire, just saying that they are, if you on paper, they're one of the teams that you think, right, that's, that's one of the, the, left, the easier, not so easy, easier games. Um, and it's a really disappointing that we... We didn't really turn up, um, especially given we were playing at home. 
Yeah, two draws, both at Fortress Chelmsford. It, it is disappointing. What's your take on that, Cheese? It's not a fortress if you lose and you, <laughs> you leak. <laughs> so draws are the foundation. Obviously, we'd love to win and like, bat everyone away. It's really interesting that Owen said, like, we didn't turn up. Because one of my, like, thoughts in my prep was, like, we're just so inconsistent. You don't know what Essex is going to go out on the pitch. And it's not just, like, per match, but it's per day as well. I was looking at the averages of the team, and most of them are in 30s. You've got a couple of 20s, but I was like, well, if everyone just bats what they're supposed to bat statistically, we should be posting 250, 270. Not bad first inning scores for the county championship. But we struggle to do that. And then we don't struggle to do that. In this match, we had 1-9-3. And it was just an embarrassment of a score after North Hans set a decent target in the first innings. You could argue this match was always going to be a draw because we didn't do enough of the ball at the start. But I really feel like we were lucky to get a draw because we didn't do enough with the bat in response. This could have quite easily been an innings defeat. Um, the first innings, no one really did anything apart from Snater. <laughs> but why... And again, <laughs> interesting that it's Snater. Yeah, why are you asking your number nine to dig you out of a hole? Yeah. Yeah. It's not pretty reading, is it? Really? Um, and, and I mean, I, I feel like I'm eating my words again here and I'm doing it repeatedly because pretty much every time, you know, Snater's name comes up, I'm, I'm, I'm haunted by, you know, the, the, the things that I said, what we've all said previously, but, you know, for him to be posting 79 is, is impressive, but you're quite right, geez. That's that's not that's not the position he should have been put in, um, because actually we should have been relying on our top order to post, you know, a decent amount. And then, well, anyway, we know we know what we know what the problem is there. Um, okay, the greatest thing though, I mean, that seventy nine or it's 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 his best ever figures. Uh, that's ninety four balls. Yeah, that's just before. Yeah, I thought it was a very good. Um, score of a, 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 a designated batsman would um, be proud of that. And without, oh, without that, we would have been in serious trouble if he hadn't scored those runs. Yeah, if he hadn't done that, we'd have lost. I both love and hate watching Snake the bat because he has no fear and he just goes for it. And you look at it and you think, great that, that you, you've pulled that off and that's a fantastic boundary and then the next ball it's a swing thick top edge goes for two but quite easily could have been caught or something else is it's so high risk high reward um you just can't take your eyes off it but i do think the pitches at the moment are they're very batsman friendly and i, I know people have been having go at the a lot of ground staff saying oh the ground staff have been too favourable towards the batsmen and especially uh, Essex fans having go to the Essex ground staff saying they were a bowling team 
you know, we should be producing bowling wickets. People are forgetting that it's not really rain for a month, has it? The ground's rock hard. Uh, I don't know how, what the capacity they've got for soaking a cricket pitch, but you're looking at what's what how big three bit or three acres of land. Um, that's, that's a lot of water to, to penetrate down uh, onto, a, onto a pitch. So, I, yeah, I think that style of batting is going to get you runs at the moment because this is the, it, I know it, people look anecdotally and go, oh, yeah, it's April. We should, April, early May, we should be, sports should be swinging in X, Y, and Z. But the weather conditions haven't been typical of April. We've not had a very wet, it, there's not much moisture in the air. It's not very wet. It's not the conditions yeah. you expect for um, swing bowling. So, yeah, like, I'm just glad that one someone's capitalising on it, our team. Well, that, that innings, anyway. Obviously, next match is different. Well, well yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously, the next innings was, was, was quite different as well. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's worth, um, it's worth highlighting, you know, the, uh, the, the, the couple of players that did post decent scores in the second innings as well, because they're not the same people. Well, Walter again, wasn't it? Oh, I got the wrong match. Yeah, Walter, yeah, Walter had a lovely knock. Yeah, 93. 93. Unlucky to not get the ton. Critchley as well yeah. with 47 was... Surprising. Good. Yeah, you know, he came okay. out the first game and scored like huge, had a little bit wobble. We spoke about consistency and, you know, it's a reminder that the touch is there. I yeah. really, really rate him as a sign-in so far. Good to hear. But the thing is, we're just going to bowling now. It was Simon Harmer. What's happening? Well, he's just not there, is he? He's not turned up. But but surprisingly, Snater, a couple of wickets. Um, I think Snater is now... You know, he's someone you expect to help. He's got to a point now where I, I expect to see two, three, even five wickets next to his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and obviously, and, and, and dare I say it, uh, Critchley's done all right with bat and ball, actually. So... Yeah. Are you disappointed in Stecker T? Yeah, I was going to talk about the Yorkshire match a bit more, actually. Yeah, well, I'm not he's... worried about Harmer because his economy is always so good, even if he doesn't take wickets. He does his job of tying up an end really well. Critchley takes wickets, but could probably tighten up how much he goes for. Stecker T, I just... I don't know yet. He's not bad on any of them, of like the key metrics you use to look at a bowler. He just doesn't seem to excel at any of them either. Hmm. Yeah, he's really struggling with um, English conditions, isn't he? I believe it's his first time. He's not, he's not one of these players that's come over and played like in the Premier Leagues, has he? That a lot of Australians do. It's his first English conditions playing professionally. Well, perhaps we need to just give him a bit of a chance to... Well, he's only got one more game left, hasn't he? And his contract's up. And his contract's up anyway. Well, arguably, is it is that enough time to to get used to the conditions? Possibly not. Yeah, but you're coming in as one of our. We only get two overseas players. You expect you expect them to be two of the best players in the team. 
you know, that's, that's why I, I expect certainly. And we're not, we're not, we know we're not a, you know, a club plush, um, plush of cash, but we are trying to win championships and we've generally in the past got some pretty decent overseas signings. So I don't see, I, I expect it were the signings were coming. I thought it was odd to prefer that we brought in a seam bowler anyway. But yeah, we talked about that in the previous spot, didn't we? If you're going to bring in the seam bowler, you expect them to be a lot better than Porter and um, Snater and, and Smith, um, Cook, but not seen that. So for me, it's a bit of a, I it's, it's lacking. Well, perhaps, perhaps uh, we might we might have a final flourish from him before he departs. It's worth worth looking at. We'll make a note of that for, to come back to uh, when we come to review Lancashire. So we'll, we'll come to that. But I think it, now is probably a good a good time for us to 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 look at Yorkshire, um, which bear with. I've just got to change screens to change my scorecard. I'm not, I'm not used to using this wisdom. It's very detailed. Well, of course, wisdom, I, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I, I know I sounded surprised there. I'm not surprised at all. Um, but my first port of call is always the Essex website. So, and then for any other sport, I tend to just go to another mainstream um, website, which I won't well, name here. Before we do the Yorkshire one, it's sort of can we talk about Wheaters' retirement announcement in between these games? Yes. Surprised? Yeah. Yeah, me too. And then he gets dropped. And Rossington comes in, takes the gloves. It's a weird move. Do you think there's some kind of something going on there? Jump before he's pushed. Yeah. Do you think that, or do you think it's the other way around? That the club knew about Wheater? and brought Rossington in. We always questioned the signing and this kind of answers why he might have been brought in. Also, well, the, thing, the winter he was thinking about, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't got it. I haven't got the drive anymore. Or oh, my body, yeah, I don't know, yeah. body might be hurting. And he gave a very, um, he gave an annoying announcement, didn't he? Where he just gave like, it's, it's, what, it, it's, it's a nice announcement. It didn't really get much details. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think normally it's either your body's giving out, isn't it, or you've lost that um, will to keep training and to bring the hard yards in that professional sport requires. So you think that's happened, though? So he's given that hint over the winter. They brought a replace. They brought a substitute just in case. I think that's it. I think this. I mean, this is purely speculation, but after two very hard years that's made you question a lot of things with the pandemic and family time and everything else plus get into I'm going to say the age where you're past your peak I know a lot of athletes are older and still carry on and still perform Darren Stevens makes us all look mugs like just absolutely <laughs> spanking away um but he's probably had a you know a bit of reflection turned up at the start or at least close to the start made his intentions to the club clear they've gone we need someone with experience in comes Rossington which fills in questions around why we signed him because none of us really understood that he's then given six months a year to stake a claim for a proper contract or whatever 
going on as like the long-term replacement. So far, I wouldn't say that he's justified that kind of faith. Um, and then, yeah, like end of the season, hopefully we've got someone who's already in harmony with the squad and everything else. And the season after, it's all swings and roundabouts. Maybe you're right, though. Maybe he's just seen Rossington come in and gone, that, nah, sod that. It's time. And away. Rossington, guess, guess how old he is. Rossington is like 36. Yeah, go for one guess, 36, Terry. Uh, 34. 28. What? Oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, excuse the shock. He's um, born in 1993. Doesn't work out. Yeah, anyway, 28 on Wikipedia. Wow. Okay, well that... Because um... I was thinking that he, you, you bring, he's coming for a year. My was was going to say, I think he's coming for a year. He's going to bridge that gap between Wheater and maybe sort of Pepper and Bottom and, you know, becoming proper keepers uh, at first team level. But, though, but now he's now we're going to say he's actually quite young, relatively speaking. Like he, he's at his peak, peak... You can't really see peak fitness, can you, with Rossington? Um, no, no. I mean, he, he presents much more like someone who is pushing his late 30s. Yeah, and on his way out of his career. Yeah. Certainly not somebody who, well, is, is, the, is the, the arguably the right side of 30. Um, I'm speaking of someone the wrong side of 40, but, you know, just gloss over that. Um Wow, would be nice, wouldn't it? If um, because I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really see any press statements or anything. But it'd be nice to, to think that the reasoning behind the move is is the former more what you were saying, cheese, in terms of actually it's a, a decision that was not taken in response to having someone brought in. You'd I, you you'd hope that you can think more of the club to be sort of strategic and sensitive around appointments of, of new players so that, you know, someone if someone's going, they can leave comfortably without any any issues. I'd like to think Essex is that kind of club. But obviously without further information. Well, we're trying to recruit former Essex players for the podcast to do like a special interview series. Maybe we can get one in Weeter. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Okay, that would would be fantastic. Get on the case. I think that's a a really good idea. Uh, And yeah, and and Adam, if you're listening, just drop us a a DM on on Twitter. That'd be great. silence so let right back to Yorkshire then come on um I don't think I, I I was I'm wondering about what our tactics were for the entire game um Woman. when it was you know on the third day and you're still into the first innings is you know what was was either team really trying to win 
It felt like everyone that? was settled for a draw. Because I don't think it, it, I, if you were playing one like a week, a, a team bottom of the division, a weak team, um, that didn't have you know currently won the world's best batsman in it. The idea I understand the point of rocking up four hundred runs relatively slowly. Not 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 like. No, I'm not saying it's slow, but if you're going to try and get a four-day match and get the game done with, and then trying to bowl them out under 200 twice, that, that makes sense. I don't understand where, with the team with, with the batting lineup Yorkshire has, why you would do that unless you were just going, let's go for the draw. What do you think, Chase? Mm, I get Irene's point, but part of me thinks that... <laughs> I don't know how to say this without coming across a bit of a prick, but <laughs> the the meta for the county championship is bat for two days, post as big a score as possible, bowl them out in two days. And that feels like that's basically what every match tries to achieve. And, that's how, and how close you get to that to, determines the outcome. And we did that. We batted for two days, posted decent score which was needed because until it's frustrating that we keep talking about consistency with Essex batting but it's just always true um because certain players need it Walter finally getting that 100 was fantastic and a huge moment for him Cook getting 100 he's always got it in him we needed something big to give us a springboard because it quite easily could have gone the other way and we didn't get past 200 and we're scrabbling around trying to reply yeah so i feel like that was the intention get the the big score trust in your bowlers to get them out which looks promising because they were 80 for three which you know Mm. good start if you get the next couple quick, there's a lot of pressure. You're looking at the follow-on. But then we just didn't break any of the partnerships. Root goes on to score 75. Madden scores close to 90. Brooke gets over 100. You know, If you're not taking those wickets, you're, you're not getting anything from the, the match. Yeah. Do you see how um, Walter's first ever professional century was announced? No. They announced it as it was his first ever professional century. I thought it was a weird way of saying his first century. As if he's in the change room. People are going, oh, your first century. And he's going, oh, no, for Brentwood, I've scored one before. As if, like, that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I, hadn't, well, I hadn't even considered that. It's the only way I can think of that. If, if he's going, oh, no, I've scored one before in the in, you know, amateur cricket. Didn't Wisdom just take 10, uh, 10 matches off uh, Grace? For not being first class, so you know really? this kind of distinction mas- matters. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, well done to that. It. It's not even. It's, I mean, for your, for your first century up to get one for one against Yorkshire is yeah. pretty. That that's that that's pretty impressive. To be I fair, mean, I think he cemented himself in the squad now, hasn't he? Like he should be one of the first team people on the list. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, he held, he held his own for. It was a long time out there. Um, so I think actually he's, he's done a cracking job and he should be really, really proud of that. Um, 
for that the way that was announced that's just, that's really made me chuckle but never mind um but but yeah just coming back to as you as you said earlier cheese it's just that consistency um and i think given where we are in the season is that a nut that we're likely to be able to crack you know this se- this season is that something that, that that's going to happen um i don't think so i <laughs> i think our season rests on two players which i don't really like the sounds of but i think nick brown is I always feel like every time we do this podcast, every season it comes across, you've got a thing against Nick Brown. You don't like Nick Brown. And I was like, that's not true. A couple of, a couple of podcasts ago, I was like, he could play for England. <laughs> but, uh, it, it feels like he, he likes to make a mug out of me because <laughs> you just don't know what he's going to do. Like I look at him with all these low scores. Oh, and then he gets a 50 in the, the second inning. It's just like, come on. And You're telling me you, you can't, as well. Yeah, you couldn't get like twenty against one of these other clubs, or just just something more. Yeah, I feel like if you keep losing him so cheaply and early, how how are you expected to really put a consistent threat on the match? But but having said that, you know, in over the last couple of matches, his performance as compared with Alistair Cooks, to be fair not dissimilar you know Cook's put in some good performances but he had he didn't have I forget which one it was but he faced like six balls or something was out um but you when you when you look at the first innings versus second innings he is like two different people three balls and then a hundred and what 78 balls. Different batsmen. I think just pressure's off at that point. They, they know they're playing for a draw and the game's done. Maybe Do you think it's... the mindset thing based on the level of pressure at that point in the match? Maybe. I mean, we're not, on, we're not in the background. We don't know what's said to the players. Like, maybe there's pressure on him to perform and that's having a knock-on effect. But I, I, I do think Nick Brown is... <laughs> going to be key to if we start moving up the table because he needs to chip in more um we've seen that cook still got the touch so he yeah. can definitely build a bed for the rest of the team to plow on from in these matches and allow for you know aggressive or tweaks to tactics as the game unfolds if we've got that good start the second player i think it's gonna fall on is Wesley. It, well, I was thinking, oh, you've picked a batsman. Maybe you should pick a bowler and, you know, balance this out a bit. But no, I am sticking with my gut and I am going to say Wesley. Yeah, I just, I wanted to talk about Brown quickly from his Wesley. Is that pe- a lot of people on the, obviously in the four fan forums are wising the team and there's stuff. He's had his chance. You've got other players in the second 11 who are batting really well. Why aren't you giving them a chance at number one? Um, Alice Cook had interviewed and he said that he was, um, can't remember which medium it was, but they asked him, who do you want to bat for your life? 
and people were expecting to say, you know, like Andrew Strauss or somebody he's batted with for England. And he said Nick Brown, um, which I had to explain to Nick Brown was to the international audience. Uh, but uh, but the, I think that the shows that these, these two obviously really get on. And when, when you're the captain and you've got probably who is still one of the best bats in the world, especially Red, Red Bull cricket, saying the person I feel most comfortable at the crease with walking out to bat is Nick Brown. You're going to want to make sure that Alistair Cook is feeling as comfortable as possible because he's the one that can get regularly get good good, good returns. So I, I as a as a captain, you go, well, we're taking a gamble with Nick Brown, but if that puts our star player at more of an ease and he's in his comfort zone, his familiar territory, rather than you know bringing some 20, 20 year old out who, who who maybe not know as well, um, I, I, I'll keep him in the team now. Especially he's got his, you know, he seen I think real cheesy. He gets his these but these scores, and then he just posts one to, you know, to keep his job in place. But also bear in mind, I know the game was over at that point, but the bowlers are still trying to get wickets. They're still playing, you know, got bowlers playing for their places. They're trying to impress um, Yorkshire selectors and you know help improve their averages. So they'll still be trying to get him out just just as hard as they would do any other. These these are professional athletes. They're they're trying to they they yet to be driven to be. So you have to get that level at any sport. So these people are driven to take wickets. So I think don't think you should take that away from just because the game was over that these runs were easy to come by. Um, but with Wesley, um, do you think he should, in terms of his captaincy, do you think time's up? Does he let him contra in his batting? Oh, that's bold. I mean, things aren't going particularly, I mean, we're, we're saying we're inconsistent. I, I, I find some of the decisions strange. Uh, so, such as, well, I've admitted before. I found, found, found the, the the game strategy odd against yeah. Yorkshire. Uh, I think they're they're a team that's far too strong for the tactics put in place. But if they were the tactics, or he's not brave enough to declare. Uh, we actually was was criticism I had of Alice Cook when um, he was England captain. I thought he wasn't brave enough for those decisions. So that that you got that influence in the dressing room. Um, and then also, I don't know what I don't know. He must be consulted when it comes to signings. That's I just find that um, yeah, just just, just whether Wesley's person steady the ship or not. I mean, he's he's a bit like Joe Root in a way, isn't he? He's weathered the storm through two, two really really hard years, and that's obviously that's, that's going to take a lot of any person. So I think he just needs to focus on what he's good at, which is scoring runs, and he's not been doing that recently. Which then the pressure of captaincy when a team that's, that is trying to win the league is finding itself solidly mid-table. It can't be can't be easy on, on him. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely the old correlation and causation thing going on with Wesley. Our like the club's dip in form coincided with his appointment to. Captaincy. I know we won the Bobbleys Trophy. He's got that. His first season was a very successful. But you could still, you could argue that that was off the back of Tendo and Cook and Harmer, and he didn't really do much leading in that. That's that's, this is disingenuous devil's advocate side. I agree with you, but if I was painting into the I'm out for Wesley kind of picture. He didn't have to do anything with that team because it was already a super successful team. It was guiding itself, which you could argue was why he was made captain early because those influences were still around and he could learn from it. They take those 
away a little bit. Tendo dialing back, not playing this season. The form dips. We don't do as well last season. We don't start well this season. And alongside that, he's not scoring runs. I can see why removing him as captain would feel like a a quick fix. But who do you replace him with? That, that was the question that's I the there are no natural leaders in that team outside of him. I know you can say Harmer because of, you know, T20 captaincy. But we had lots of questions about that when that was first announced. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think, think Harmer's a brilliant captain. He's a lead by example, sort of like, you know, sort of lead, general, general leading soldiers of war type leader, isn't he? You know, he'll be at the front taking wickets, scoring runs, and hoping he'll get inspired by that. I don't think he's a great tactician, especially with, you know, the way that Barry Bukhara is handled, which I guess left him, which I think was a contribution to why he left the club. Yeah, he's, he's not a natural um, strategic mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I got, I got, you got Alice Cook in that team. Uh, I probably, probably doesn't want to bother with it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you are looking, you are short on the ground with captains. But then we don't see what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, we don't. We don't know the kind of conversations that are happening behind closed doors, and and it could very well be that actually there is amongst that group that that there are you know there are one or two um people that are showing promise um and that's just not been shared more widely yet Maybe it could be a dark one. horse go on porter yeah or sam cook he seems to be very articulate and level-headed in interviews Consistent i like pressure. listening to him yeah, I think he's got something about him, personality-wise. They um, don't have many bowlers as captains because it's hard to to do everything, what like set the field and all that stuff while you're running to bowl. I, I, there's a really good, um, I think TMS did a special on it a few years ago about why bowling is such a hard, but bowling captains are such a rare breed. Or was it Mike Breedy in the cricketer? Anyway, one of those national things. But yeah, it was quite a good saying about how. You've got so much to think about when you're running into bowl and when you're bowling. So if you're a frontline bowler expected to bowl 20 overs in the innings, that's a lot of time taking you out. But I guess it could be if you had a, if you had a top-notch vice captain, you could take things, take take over for a while. Then yeah, that's doable. That's a decent shout then. So okay, well I think we've 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 pulled apart the draws as much as we can, I think, at this point. Um, and, and speaking of people that uh, we haven't seen in a little while, um, Aaron Beard. That's a good point to, before we look show. ahead. Go on. Friend of the show, podcast. He is, absolutely. That's one of my favourite pods, actually. He is a very good egg. Nice, sweet chap. Our most listened to episodes. Is it? Quite away, yeah. But it's hard to different because it, it obviously is the one we won the league as well. So you get, there's a big correlation between our listenership when we win and when we don't win. It booms mm. a lot. 
yeah yeah absolutely and and when you couple that with you know a, a special guest as well um but he yeah I think what you've described that perfectly there cheese that's exactly how I describe him a thoroughly good egg very nice young man um went to my old my old school I taught at there you go um oh, so Tree, I found out guess you guess you went to Terry's current school it's got apparently a really small plaque in the corner of the room I mean, can I have a hint? I'm picking one in seven billion people. Oh, no, 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 so go, I'll give you a clue. So he he's, went through the Academy at Essex, but he couldn't replace Foster, so went to Surrey. Oh, this is going to annoy me because that's really, really obvious. Um... Is he still there? I think so, yeah. He played for England a couple of times. Yeah, he is there, yeah. Certainly there. Rhymes with Chris Wilkes. No, really? Yeah, apparently it's true. Yeah, there's not Chris Wilkes, but it's it's Ben Folks, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's a... It's not a little plaque, actually. It's um, it's a a, a full-colour... Um, placard poster thing in the sports hall. If I was, if I had the currently the best keeper, one of the best keeper in the world, went to my school. I've cycled past your school, Terry. It's not there, so I can get. It. I'd have a big poster, like a thing, saying the home of Ben Folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to do that. I mean, to be fair, the, the, the picture of him is. I think he's about. I think he's about twelve in this picture. Um. It's, it, it's, it's, it's good, but no, we, we definitely don't make enough of it, to be fair. You were all um, swarming a big deal of ben, uh, Aaron Beardby. I mean, as you went past the school, there's a thing in the wall, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think we need to make more of that. Um, but yeah, I won't talk about that work at the moment. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, if, the, the, if you talk to any of the PE teachers, they will talk about until the cows come home. They're very, very proud. Um, I think we've got another couple of famous people as well, a couple of famous sports people. Uh, I think I think we should do a um, some kind of uh, feature at some point about famous cricketers that we've uh, crossed paths with, um, particularly Essex ones. But, uh, Maybe you've been a part of the chances, isn't it? Well, well, yeah, absolutely. You head down to Barista on a Friday night. You never know who you might bump into. <laughs> but there you go. We 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 uh we we digress. Uh, back to Aaron. Um. So yeah, have you been tracking how he's getting on since he departed? Took a wicket, didn't he? Yeah, I think he's he's only played one game so far, but but took a wicket. He's played two. I couldn't. I mean, they went. Their website was really hard to use. I can keep talking out loud. I'll try and find the other game. You try find. Um, well, yeah. Who did, who did he play against? Was it Middlesex? Yeah, against Middlesex. Yeah. I think he's going to take a couple of matches to get into form. I personally think he's he's too good for the division. I still think he's got a place in in our team. But he played against Durham as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. How did you? Took three wickets in the first innings at economy of 3.4, so not good wickets, not so good to follow. And second innings below three, quality rates are much better. 
uh, and then took no wickets though. But they were thrashed. So, um, ah, anyway, so so it was draw. Sorry, they weren't thrashed at all. Ignore me. They got a huge score, and then Durham just paid up for the draw. So they probably were very defensive batting. Right, fair enough. They were hard to hit Well, I still think it's worth us saying well done to Aaron. Um, you know, whilst we um, whilst we miss him from the team, I think it's still. There's another example well. of someone like Skeppity pushing a very good quality homegrown player out out the door. Um, not out of good. Mm-hmm. It's only, it's only a, a short loan. And I assume that it's short because they know that Skeketi is off back to Australia in a, in a week or so's time. Be honest, that's a, once you go back to the point, I don't, I don't understand why you why when we've got quality seam bowlers, so we've got Porter and Beard not playing, and yet we when we've got our, our batting is is struggling, mm. especially with Lawrence. Oh, they obviously wouldn't have been Lawrence plays hamstring. I can't. But. Oh well. Be nice to know a bit more about, you know, because I know that there is that agenda to 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 grow from home. But it'd be nice to hear more about what that plan actually looks like and how that dovetails with the decision making around players like Aaron Beard and, and Porter and and that and that kind those kinds of people. Um, so if you're listening, Essex, let us know. That'd be nice. Because it's different it, to football, isn't it? It's football you got transfer fees, and there's a, finan- there's a financial benefit to doing to holding on to talent like that. Because you might be able to sell it to another club for a profit. But in cricket, I don't see the, unless you're going to use them, why how, why do it? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But I feel like other sports are a lot. Well, certainly football is a lot more transparent about decision-making and it's, it's a lot more publicised. Like the Asian, agents leak things, which I don't think is a healthy place for sport to be in. Yeah, the, the agents have far too much power in those sports. You could arguably say they have too little in cricket. Um, I think it's all, a, it's all a balance though, and, and we've touched upon this previously, like if you want to win, you kind of have to be ruthless with who you give opportunities to. Uh, mm-hmm. and take from you take a chance on Steckerty if he gets seven wickets every game he's proved you right if he gets one wicket every game you ask the question where's Porter where's Beard but you kind of have to make the decision and balance that against the traditions of the club which is to grow and promote from within it almost feels like we're a bit like Chelsea, where we've got all the talent and we're loaning them out and then we can generate revenue from their sale or whatever down the line. Um, I hope that's not the case with Beer because I, I do think he's got a place in the eleven, And I'd like this stint to be he goes and gets some form and some much needed game time and then can bring that back to the team. More, it's like an like an enrichment sabbatical kind of thing. Come back having learned something and yeah. yeah. Well, I think when, he, when we obviously when we focus change our focus to the white game, um, I assume we'll be featuring a lot more in our analysis, especially in the Royal London Cup. Um, 
where Sam Cook will be off playing the 100. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. Like, it's nice because he's, he's used a lot of the advertising, so I assume he's quite a valued, obviously not an unattractive man, but he must be quite a valued and trusted um, member of the Essex squad because yeah, the media team do use him in their lot of advertising, so obviously they trust him with sponsors. He often goes on the radio, um, so obviously he's, he's trusted not to say anything silly. So, um, yeah, see, I, I, I hope he feels valued. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, time will tell. Um, so I think at this point, it's a good idea for, for us to have a quick look ahead to Lancashire. Um, so what are our thoughts? Are we going to continue in our um, match drawing form? Or do we think that actually we might be able to, to post a win? A bit worried about bowling attack, to be honest. Yeah, me too. One of the best bowlers in the world. Yes. What are you thinking, Cheese? Come on, now your colours to the mast. We're going to win. I think we have to win. I think it's going to be a tough game, but these are the games that get your championship. And if we win this, just our whole mood and outlook on this changes. I, I and I said it last podcast. Like if we'd have lost both those games. We'd be taking hyperbolic relegation chat and seeing that as, you know, a realistic outcome. And I, I stand by it with this. We're so coin flippy on the mediocrity at the moment that if we win this, beat a team that's above us, well, we go into third and we're not far off the top. So why can't we then springboard up and, and do a better run? So I think we will win, uh, but I really... It's more of a heart over head. Do you think Anderson will play against us? Because the way it looks like they're doing is they're resting him, playing him, resting him, playing him, like the England team do. And they've got the Roses match this week, haven't they? So if you're, if you're listening to this advance, it's called on the 10th of May. Uh, so they're definitely going to want him for the Roses match, aren't they? And then therefore, then afterwards, we're not going to have, have to face Anderson. Hmm. That's, a, that's a good point I wouldn't be surprised if he was rested but to be honest he's got a long gap really, up hasn't he I don't really care either oh really because you, you've got to beat the best if you if you want to win the title you've got to beat the best and that means facing strongest 11s because what we're going to do in the return leg hope he doesn't play because <laughs> like, like sod it <laughs> put out their strongest 11 and let's beat them and then you know it's a real standard They've got Parkinson as well, who's a pretty handy. They're and a strong side. They really are. I, I, I don't think it's going to be an easy game, but I'd rather have a win against their full strength than people go, ah, uh, but yeah, you beat Lancashire, but they didn't have Jimmy, did they? So <laughs> you didn't really win. That's a good point. I'm just looking at their lineup now. You've got Salt, Jennings. You know, they're a pretty decent team. Yeah, yeah. As she said, though, beat the best. Beat the best. That'd be a confidence boost, wouldn't it? So, 100%. Um, massive confidence boost. Um, and as you say, Cheese, that could be a springboard to, to better um, in terms of the climb upwards. So, let's uh, let's keep our fingers crossed for that. Um, we'll uh, update the socials um, as we progress 
uh, through the next uh, couple of uh, well, next few days and, and the coming the coming game. Um, and hopefully, we'll see Cheese's optimism come to fruition. And I think, guys, it's been really nice to see you. Um, that's where we'll wrap up. Um, don't forget to um, give us a like on our social media channels um, at Essex Podcast on Twitter, um, Essex Cricket on um, Facebook, uh, and you can download the podcast on a variety of different um, uh, platforms. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to be raising a glass in two weeks' time. Fingers crossed. So it's bye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.